Welcome to She Thrives with Steph Barty, an empowering and self-actualization podcast for women, helping you live your best life and thrive unapologetically. So I just made a video about um, how I think that there's beauty to being jack of all trades and master of none and how we should reappropriate this and not let it, you know, shame us in a way. Um, and now I want to talk about the way I I'm starting to kind of make it all work in my favor. So, um, you guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm really passionate about ADHD. Um, that's something that I research a lot ever since I found out that I have it, you know, especially hyperactivity. So I really try to educate myself as much as possible. And I've been taking a quite a deep, like a very intense, you know, look with a magnifier over my own personal life. And I realized, yes, I am a jack of all trades, but I don't believe I'm necessarily a master of none. Um, there's different levels to mastery, right? And I think, I mean, we romanticize mastery obviously there's always gonna be some people that are better at xyz than you but it doesn't mean it's not because you you know for you to enjoy something you don't necessarily have to be the best the number one in the whole world let's take i don't know what example can i take i don't know let's say you like to make rings you know um you can enjoy making rings you can work at the more you do it the better you'll get at it you don't need to be a crazy, you don't need to be the number one person on the whole planet that makes the best ring for you to enjoy making rings and even making a living out of it. You know what I mean? So the way I see it is like, you're always gonna be, if you, you, you're always gonna be one step ahead of someone else. And if you're one step ahead of someone else, you can teach that person who's behind you how to do things too so in a way there's beauty in in being masters you know or in jack of all trades and not needing to be the ultimate master you know in everything you attend to do obviously there's limit to that i'm not recommending anyone take a hundred different hobbies or a hundred different professions there's just not enough time in the day and attention for us to divide to all of these to separate you know um give enough time to all of these things all of these ventures but I still, I stop feeling bad about having so many interests in my life. I'm at that point right now where I'm embracing it. And in order to make it work in a tangible way, what I started doing is, let's say, I take a look at my life, right? I do, I'm going to take myself, for example, I do a lot of stuff. I'm a dancer. I also work in travel. So I have to travel quite a lot, although I try to reduce it you know, because I also enjoy staying home. So I'm a dancer. I work in travel. I like to, I do jujitsu very, very seriously. I'm also, you know, learning pole dancing, which is kind of related to being a dancer. And within the dancer itself, there's a million different type of dances that I'm interested in. You know what I mean? And then there is also some other things. I also enjoy hiking. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy doing that. I so the way i started approaching it is okay i make a list of all the stuff i i like to do um and then i pick a few priorities you know priorities number one they come first 
And then I look at the schedule and I try to decide what is the time I can commit to each one of these things. The reason why I said that we should just shame the whole jack of all trades thing and just embrace being multi-passionate is because we don't need to necessarily um, devote our entire life to each one of those hobbies or, you know, um, uh, hobbies or more professional interests that we have, you know? It, for example, I decide, okay, Jiu-Jitsu is extremely important to me. What's the frequency I can, I can attach to that? I'm like, okay, I do it once a day, five, six times a week. Okay, I can do it twice a day, five to six times a week. Um, so that's one. All right. Now let's move on to dancing. How can I maintain my, you know, my my passion, blah, 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 and teaching and all that stuff? Okay, well, I can commit every day. I don't know. I try to commit two hours to dancing or one hour or 30 minutes or 15 minutes, you know? Another thing, I'm really working on my stretching nowadays, um, mobility and stretching, try to make this a bit you know dive deeper into it and also because it's important for longevity and then to stay as um injury free as possible with all those different high impact sports i do so stretching is something that i've been avoided i've been avoiding for such a long time because i'm like i don't have time i don't have time okay well guess what i can just do 15 minutes a day when i wake up in the morning why don't i just start and put it in my morning routine and i do that for 15 minutes boom okay that's it we're done another thing um i don't know i like learning languages oh i can only commit to that saturday or saturday morning for a couple of hours and guess what at the end of the year that's 52 weeks 52 weeks times two that's 104 hours that you literally spent learning spanish learning i don't know german learning whatever language you're into or whatever other hobbies you're into and guess what that's literally i'm not saying you're going to be able to you know uh, give classes or you're going to be able to have a very intellectual conversation but at the end of a year those 104 hours that will pretty much let's say you take a trip to germany or china or japan or whatever language you've been learning you'd still be able to say much more than you would have been able to say had you not committed to these 100 plus hours you know what i mean it's still better it, the result is more you're getting more out of it than if you've done nothing so this is how i hope you guys are getting me but this is how i've started to um i started to approach the whole jack of all trades and master of nothing because i have so many interests and so many things i want to do and this and that another example i can give skiing right okay i really want to start consistently going on like ski trip and you know just have it being a part of my life but it doesn't i don't feel the need for it to be something that I do every week or every month. Yes, back then when I lived in Montreal, it was easy to go like, you know, in Saint-Sauveur or like wherever Mont-Tremblant just for like, you know, weekend trips, especially during winter to make winter like a bit more fun. But now that I live in the desert, I can just, I don't know, I can, we still have ski Dubai. Uh, haven't been yet, but I can, I'm fine with just saying, okay, Steph, I'm just going to take one ski trip a year in January for a week or five, six days, and I'm happy with that. So the point is to try to line up everything you into and, you know, assign a frequency. And that way it, it creates that 
cohesive pattern and it creates a routine, a consistent routine where you can still feel like, oh, you can kind of remove that, you know, that shitty feeling you feel because, oh, you haven't put any effort into your hobby or you, oh, here we go again, something else, a new, a new interest that I'm studying and I abandon within like two, three months or two weeks or I don't know, a few days. So that's the point of this video today. I really hope it made sense to you guys. I will elaborate on this topic way much more. Now there's too much noise around in my in my Beirut neighborhood. So yes, this will have to be for now. <laughs> See you guys in the next one. Bye. So this was my message for today. But before I go, remember my love that you are a beautiful, unique creation, a masterpiece, one of a kind, and can never be duplicated. I wish you a nice day, and I will see you in the next one.